Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we continue our series entitled All of Life is Spiritual. And what we're looking at is how God has given us all of life as a gift, all of life to enjoy. And there's no dichotomy between explicitly religious things like enjoying reading scripture versus working in my garden and get my hands dirty because I love doing that. They're both from God and both to be enjoyed as a gift from God. So with that, let's keep going. I want to go all the way back to the beginning of the biblical story and look at Genesis chapter 1. And in this t- passage is a verse that really gives us the, the foundation for everything I want to say and have said so far and will continue to say in this series. It's Genesis one twenty eight, And this verse is often called the cultural mandate. It's a mandate from God about creating human culture and human flourishing. Let me read it and let me comment on it. Genesis one twenty eight says, and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So How do we get from there to cultural mandates? So imagine the creation story. And in the story, there's two humans, a man and a woman, and they're going to reproduce, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth with human beings, other image bearers. So you have these other people that will fill the earth and bear God's image. And to bear God's image, um, there's sort of a textual interpretation, a theological interpretation. I don't think they contradict. I think they co-inhere. Um, In the text, the idea seems to be, most biblical scholars say, is that it's like we're called to be God's representatives of the earth. We take God's reign into the earth. But also we're we're like God, so we have creativity, uh, we have reason. So we have all these human endowments because we're made in God's image that make us different than the rest of creation. So just one example. Um, Often I'll sit on my back porch and I'll see squirrels at work and they'll have a nest up in a tree, and they build that nest. And every year they build a new nest, and they're really um, skilled, and it's a complicated thing they're doing, but it's always exactly the same. It's it's pretty clear from observation that it's an instinct baked into them. Human beings build stuff, but what we do is we ask the question, is it is it beautiful? What does it express? We think of composition, design. And, and we want to sort of, um, you know, buildings have certain styles. They're meant to express certain philosophies and worldviews. Like if you build a cathedral, it's made a certain way. It's not just a room. It's made in a cruciform form, and it does all these things to communicate the Christian faith. If you go into a mosque, it's built in a certain way designed to communicate that. You go to a, a, a business building, an office building, it's made in a certain way. We go beyond that, and we bring our image of God to bear on all the ways we fill the earth. That's culture. That's human life. That's the cultural mandate. And the and the mandate is to fill the earth, then we subdue it. Wanna want to make sure I say comment on this here because um oftentimes this has been misused by people who are at least nominally Christian to sort of uh, not care for the earth. And sometimes people outside of the faith will will point to that and go, see you Christians think it's okay to not care for the earth. You should the earth is your mother. You should, you know, you should maybe not worship it, but ha- have this sort of view of like you're, you're almost subservient to it or equal to it. And, well, 
that's not what subdue means. Just imagine an ancient person. They're, they're in the garden and it's wild and they want to create something beautiful. So God's saying, don't destroy it, but you can adapt it and use it. You know, agriculture, shelter, beauty. It has a beauty of its own. And so there's this dance between our intervention and preserving what God's made. And that's what that language is talking about. And then we have dominion over it under God. So it's not just ours do with once with with we're stewards under God. But what God is doing is saying, I've kind of left the creation as unfinished business. And I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you be part of finishing the job. And you do that as humans, and you bring your human life to bear as you bear my image. So here's what's really important to understand. That command was given in Genesis 1 before human sin came in. Human sin um, corrupts that, cracks it, kind of, kind of, kind of can bring ugliness into it, but it doesn't destroy it. In the same way that we still in our nature bear the image of God, and sin is a kind of a corruption on top of that. Sin is a corruption on top of the beautiful creation. And we still live this out. And it's not just something Christians do. Humans do it. Humans made in God image, God's image. What we claim as Christians is we know the God who made us to do that. And so we can really flourish as we live all of life under God. That's Christian humanism. That's what I mean when I say I'm a Christian humanist. God made me a human in his image. And I love to be a human being. And I glorify God as I'm fully human. In fact, a famous church father once said, the glory of God is a human fully alive. And I imagine that 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 person was thinking about this cultural mandate and how God created us to put our hands on all of life and bring beauty and order and creativity and reflect his image in all we do. So all of life is spiritual and all of life is an arena to serve God, to enjoy God and find joy. God bless and have a great day.